0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
1: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey sis, before we jump into today's conversation, we wanted to give you a trigger warning as we will be exploring themes of sexual assault in today's episode. Why do we have to honor men with the way we dress, but men don't have to honor us in the way they treat us?
0: But like being a kid, like being seven or eight or nine and your mother or your auntie telling you to cover up because uncles are coming around and stuff like that
1: let me tell you a story
0: hello and welcome to the to my
1: sisters podcast
0: i'm renee and
1: i'm courtney and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the Two my sisters podcast
0: now we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world
1: and in today's conversation we are going to be having a very juicy one very juicy topics we're going to be talking about modesty and Mm. body politics Mm -hmm. yes Mm. should women be allowed to wear whatever they want or is it true that what you wear has bearing on your character and what are the repercussions of dictating how women dress in today's day and age i know you have serious smoke for this topic (laughs) i am super excited to hear what it is you have today like i i'm actually here to be an observer i'm screaming yeah i'm I'm here to be a listener today so it's a true
0: interview
1: but before we get into today's conversation we are going to be doing what we have been for the last few weeks which we actually have been i've been enjoying dilemmas mm-hmm. um but yeah we've got a dilemma from you sorry yeah we have a dilemma from you for you <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so today's dilemma let me read it out hi sisters hey <laughs> um that wasn't even planned <laughs> <laughs> um, loving the podcast and recently discovered you on YouTube. I wanted Aww. your advice on money management. Ooh. Um, growing up, I wouldn't say I ever had a formal financial education from my parents or from school. <laughs> I'm currently in a full-time role, but I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I'm not sure how to start with saving or investing. Any tips on starting my financial journey?
0: Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. a great dilemma. And I feel like it's super relevant to a lot of our listeners. 100. Irrespective of age, I think that there's a lot of people that we both know, as well as a lot of people in our community mm-hmm. that can definitely resonate with that. And it's funny because we were literally just having a conversation about yeah. investing yeah. because of how crazy investing has been like, yeah. going over the past yeah. like, few weeks
1: Specifically so. the crypto market. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is, just um...
0: talk, 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 talk. <laughs> um, but in terms of being at the beginning of your financial journey, yeah. the first thing that I would say is actually observe and read i know that we in the last episode one of my favorite quotes from you courtney to this day you're not an expert you're You're a researcher researcher research is
1: important guys (laughs) i just want to say
0: research is um Super, super important. And I think there's certain things that you need to do before you start your financial journey. Mm. You need to actually understand key concepts around financing, Mm. like budgeting or investing. Like what do those things actually mean? Um, And when we're thinking about things like bank accounts, what kind of bank accounts are there? And what do you currently use? Um, So I would say, first of all, get clued up on the very, very basic fundamental financial stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you can start getting practical. So for example, um, in the dilemma, Sis states that, you know, she's living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. I think it would be good to analyze your bank statements and have a look at where your paycheck is going. Yeah. So that you, you overcome that feeling of living paycheck to paycheck, right? It's all about intentionality. You need to take control of your money and not let your money take control of you. Mm-hmm. So what are your biggest expenses? It might be something as basic. This is literally my favorite tip to everybody starting out get a spreadsheet Mm. and log all of your expenses Mm. and plan out the next month exactly how you spend yeah and
1: they always say like budget down to zero like let leave no penny unaccounted for
0: absolutely absolutely so figure out what are your recurring your biggest recurring expenses Mm. so that might be rent that might be any kind of like phone bill you have any other bills that you're paying and then figure out where is the rest of your money going are Mm. you buying clothes are you buying shoes are you buying food because that delivery will catch She's yeah, off guard, yeah. so I would definitely say get an understanding and a picture of where your finances are actually going first and foremost before yeah. you can start thinking about how can I reallocate my budget such that I can make my money go further. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely the first thing I would say. That's the really second good. thing I would say is make sure you actually do have a savings account. Mm. Um, a lot of people allegedly have, you know, they save, but they don't actually have a savings account. Yeah, or they don't have an actual pot of money in case of, you know, yeah. Like, so you mean like a separate? So account. actually having a separate. Emergency fund is super yeah. super helpful. Um, and before you get a credit card, um, you haven't given any details yet as to whether you know you have a credit card or a mm-hmm. credit account or anything like that. Research the one that actually works for you. So before I opened my credit card account, Courtney opened hers before I did, and I was mm. like, Courtney, girl, give me the DL. <laughs> which card did you get? And yeah. a couple of my other friends as well to figure friends as well to figure out which was the best option for me. Yeah. Um, so really. Skirt around and look around for um a credit option that would actually work for you. Yeah. Because another key element of like your financial um history and building up your financial welfare is making sure you're in good standing when it comes to credit. Yes. Now, when you've got all of those basics down, that's when you can start thinking about investing yeah. and side hustling and all of that kind of good stuff. But I've spoken quite a bit about the basic With stuff get getting up to the investing slash side hustling yeah. part. I'm going to segue over and pass it on to Courtney to take the... <laughs> this is the thing. She always acts surprised. <laughs> surprised. Hello. The fountain of knowledge. Oh, wow. I'm <laughs> going to pass it on to you, Courtney to talk a bit okay. more about the side hustling slash investment. Cool,
1: cool, cool. So um, I actually wanted to touch on something you said about credit cards. I think it's important to know... you have to, with, with your whole saving journey, your whole financial journey, I think the easiest way for me to have done it was setting goals and Mm -hmm. being really goal oriented Mm -hmm. so I similar to you like whilst I was at university I never had a credit card I didn't have any experience with borrowing money and having to pay it back apart from my phone contract and I was on a SIM only contract Um, and that was building up my credit history the thing about credit is everyone kind of gets obsessed about their credit score Mm -hmm. but your credit score is an indicator of your credit history and it's your credit history that you need to be more concerned about so credit history is basically what is your behavior when it comes to borrowing on a monthly basis? When you borrow money of any kind, when you borrow any kind of technology or anything, if you do anything on like paying in installments, you're basically taking out a line of credit. Um, If you have a credit card, that's credit. If you are doing like buy now, pay later, that's credit. So your phone bill, when you have your phone bill, do you pay every month when they demand, you know, part of that payment back? If you don't, your credit history is going to show you don't really manage debt well. um, Or if you have a credit card, for example, or if you've never had a credit card and your um, credit score is quite low, you may want to get a credit card not because you need the money, Mm -hmm. but because you need to build up your credit history, right? And because of that, I think one thing that I advised you and what I had to do for myself was, I'm taking a credit card, not because I need the money, but because I need to build my credit history so I can get a credit card, which will boost my score faster, but maybe more high
0: risk. So
1: I have two credit cards, which have really high Mm -hmm. APRs. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to people, they were advising me against it. Mm -hmm. But when I talked to my accountant, this is not financial advice. I just want to put that we in. down. just giving my experience. <laughs> it happens to be on camera.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give those the Yeah, 100%.
1: Um, but when I spoke to my accountant, he was like, you know what? You don't need the money. Get a card that has, you know, maybe a smaller limit, but high interest rate. If you are going to, you know, use... Only 10%, I only use 10% mm-hmm. of my credit. Yep. So yep. my utilization yep. is quite low. I have a card, say for example, the limit is 500 pounds. I never spend more than 50 pounds on that card in a month. Mm. Then I pay it back. As soon as they demand the demand the balance, boom, you are to get in your oh. money back. I don't pay any interest <laughs> on any of my credit cards, even though the interest is 39%. Mm-hmm. I don't pay any interest mm-hmm. because I always pay on time. If you know you don't really need the credit, you don't need the money, but you need the credit history, that is a good way to go about it because those cards are really easy to get. But if you're also trying to build up over time and maybe you do need the money or even if you don't and you just don't want to take the risk, get something with a lower APR and just use it over a longer period of time. Um, But I saw my credit score literally skyrocket in just three months Mm. doing it that way. Um, There's some other technicalities to it, but that's what I wanted to say about credit. Just know a what your goal is. Um, and generally with saving, know if you're saving towards a particularly, particular goal, is it an emergency fund just in case work kind of becomes a bit funny, or yeah. maybe you're trying to, um, make a career transition and you need savings for that. Um, are you saving for a house, a car, nice, a nice bag, whatever it is, um, a holiday, whatever it is, just make a pot for it. Like Renee said. So in terms of going from side hustle to like investment, The first thing that you've got got to do is kind of invest in, like we always say, invest in yourself. And when (laughs) I say that, it's not invest in yourself as in go and read loads of books and make sure you feel happy. I mean, in the sense that you are your highest return. A lot of times people will say, you know, especially if you're in the financial like space, people like, oh, your savings account is only making you, I mean, interest rates currently are 0.01 percent yeah i was telling you about my savings account that they keep giving me like 15p (laughs) every month ridiculous yeah and this is not a small account anyway um people always say oh your iso is only going to give you 0.01 percent if you're invested in like stocks and shares you could get like 10 percent increase um or if you were on like cryptocurrency you could even get like I mean, I'm seeing people with like Dogecoin, you can see people are literally going like millions of percent
0: (laughs) in return,
1: right? But the thing about that is there is no kind of return like the one you can bring yourself. If you invest in, you know, maybe an online course or you invest in teaching yourself a skill, you can maybe invest like a hundred pounds into yourself to learn a new skill you're already talented at. Yeah work really hard and make sure you're putting in the effort because your bet is on you. Your bet is on the fact that you can do the work and you've already got your full-time job. You're doing the work. But if you can make your money stretch further, I think the first place is to invest it in you. If you do the work, you can turn. I mean, I was able to turn a side hustle that I invested maybe 200 pounds in on myself when I was 16 into 100K by the time I was 23. So I think it's important to realize you are your best investment because you you can flip money with effort. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing is if you want to do more passive investing, just get educated. I'm not even going to give you advice because I'm at the beginning of that journey. I don't know what to tell you, sweetie. (laughs) Um, But what I can say is before you go and look at these like advanced things, invest in education, like Renee said, invest in education. To be honest, we're going to do an episode on education very soon, probably the week after this. Um, And it's important for you to really know what it is you're doing don't just go based off of what everyone else is doing Mm. you know people are talking about crypto people are talking about this don't just you know start moving on things and being impulsive when money is at risk Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. when you may not be growing up from a background where there is a lot of money and there's a lot of financial stability if you end up losing money could you keep taking these risks they're not really investments they're gambles Mm -hmm. and gambling is a very dangerous game with Mm -hmm. money that you need so i would say get educated on those financial aspects the way you can get educated podcasts books um YouTube is like my favorite Avenue to do it but also network um and and that way you'll get to know more information if you sign up to the mailing list we can send you some of our favorite like financial podcasts um books well books is more so you I can send you the podcast <laughs> and the YouTube videos and channels and stuff um so yeah we're happy to help in that way that was quite a long answer but I hope it will start I think up. it was a good answer though. okay good very, very good good answer. yeah Wow. Okay. So that, good luck on starting your financial <laughs> journey. Hopefully all the, all the money starts more coming your way, and baby. More money, of yeah, of course. Of course. Well, we've come to that time. Oh, sorry. <laughs> let me even say if you would like to send us a dilemma, you can email us at hello at toomysisters.com or you can DM us at toomysisterhood um, on Twitter or on Instagram. And we will answer when we, you know, do that next episode. <laughs> so let's get into the nitty gritty. Mmm modesty and body politics God, i'm my,
0: so ready where's my coffee at like <laughs> to be honest
1: it's going to be one of those ones i can already tell i'm tired in advance but it's gonna be good so let's, let's get into it let's, go, let's okay. go i'm ready so how would you describe modesty mm-hmm. right like, i'm just gonna throw that simple how would mm-hmm. you describe modesty
0: <sighs> that's even a loaded question yeah but for me personally modesty is about honor Oh. So to me, modesty is how do I honor myself and honor my body through the way that I portray myself. Usually okay. it's through clothing okay. or just like holistically, you know, how you look. Yeah. But to me, modesty is very much about honour. Mm. And I think um unpack
1: that. Unpack honor. What does honor mean? Oh goodness. Yeah, we got we're going deep. This is a difficult today.
0: well, it's not really a difficult one. It's as someone that is a Christian. Mm modesty and honor is slightly different to how we perceive it I guess how the rest of the world may perceive it yeah rather the less uh not even less how the rest of the world perceive it right um and modesty and honor is very much tied to how can I represent God mm. in the way that I carry myself yeah right. um so yeah honor very much about how do I glorify god through Mm. the way through the choices i make around what i wear right um so that's to me what honor is and then modesty as an offshoot of honor modest so honor is is something that's more so how do i glorify god yeah how do i honor god and then modesty is an offshoot of honor in the sense of that manifested through physicality Mm. so how do i portray that how do i portray that in my physicality right is the long and short of it right okay Okay. That's how I would... Yeah, describe like it. Describe modesty. Okay.
1: I really like that you even brought in the the religious aspect. Because I think when people do think about modesty... Yeah. Not only is it kind of like thought of as this kind of archaic traditional thought, it is hugely tied to religion. Absolutely. You know, um, as Christians, but also our sisters who are in Islam and, and other um, like faiths.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That concept of modesty as yeah. women particularly, but also for just as, you know... I guess, modesty being tied to humility Mm -hmm. and like the idea of, you know, being a humble person. um, But also as women kind of, the way we dress can often be seen as, you know, that's a great manifestation of modesty that's meant to start from within. You know, your heart should be in a modest place. It should be in a humble place. Mm -hmm. Um, It shouldn't be, I guess like other things like which we can talk on is the sexual aspect, yeah, right? There's this, there. There. there's this kind of sexualization <laughs> of the female body, we'll which there. has to be covered up, and that's what's become associated with modesty. So I kind of wanted to give this disclaimer of though we are both Christians and we you know we both have faith. Yeah. Um, We know that some of you do and some of you don't, but I think the themes of modesty are Mm -hmm. hugely tied to religion. Mm -hmm. So that will come up. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether you are a Christian or not, whether you are an atheist, agnostic, you have faith or you don't, whatever it may be, um, we do hope that this conversation just opens up more conversation about modesty and what Mm -hmm. you think about Mm -hmm. it. So it's not us like imposing views at all. Um, That's what I want to say. But so what do you think? Do you think women should dress modestly?
0: <sighs> Courtney, that's a loaded question. That's unpack a loaded it. Question. Un- unpack it. Yeah, let, let's unpack it. Do I think, in the way that we have described modesty, yeah, then yes, by all means, right. I think that women should dress modestly, yeah, in the sense that they should think about how are they honouring themselves, or right. how are they honouring in the in the more spiritual sense of yeah, God, how, how are they honouring themselves through yeah. the way that they dress. However, the way that society has conceptualized modesty Mm. has very much man it's really transformed the word to become extremely it's just far from what it was intended to be or like how it was intended to be used yeah i think women should wear should you know dress modestly what does that look like again that one is difficult to describe because modesty is also a very personal thing this is it and I think that when we start going down these kind of conversations because ahead of this conversation I was just on YouTube you know as well as just online and stuff like that and there's a lot of communities that are invested in this whole idea of modesty Mm. and you know the way that you dress being a manifestation of your character Mm. which is very much true in in the very straightforward sense of the conversation however when it becomes a very collective thing Mm. when it becomes a dictation as opposed to a conversation that's where we lose the power of modesty because i'm very much of the i think that modesty really needs to be a personal conviction this is it and i think that because of the way society and patriarchy has been implemented within society Mm -hmm. the way that you know society dictates to women many things modesty has now been used as opposed to it being something that empowers women Mm. it's been used to actually control women as well as man not only control women but it's actually like it's used to oppress women that is it oppress women yeah and it's like if your personal conviction of modesty doesn't match up to the Um, collective idea of what modesty is, all of a sudden not only do you stand outside of society, Mm. but you are called horrible things and you are Ooh. you're characterized as horrible things Ooh. right you become the whore
1: you just the home the
0: hoe. <laughs> you become the fat yeah you become yeah. xyz yeah. and this isn't me glorifying very specific ways of dressing yeah this is me just saying the fact that the collective idea of modesty can be more oppressive than it is lib- like liberating. liberating
1: i completely agree i think i mean growing up the ideas i had around modesty and some of them i do kind of still subscribe to is. yeah you have to kind of, like I said, it has to be a reflection of within, right? It has to be, basically, why do you wear the things you wear? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even in like, l- let's even forget the sexual elements. Okay. Are, y- people think you're dressing sexually or they think you're dressing suggestively and um, they think you're basically out naked, right? <laughs> that is kind of, people will obviously point to that and be like, that's not modest, cover up. You know, people often come to you and like, I'm thinking of like in church settings when people come up to you and they cover your legs and like your dress is too short or your skirt is too short or they cover your shoulders because this doesn't happen in our church Mm -hmm. but you know there's there's experiences or people will tell you you know that's too tight or that's too uh clingy to Mm -hmm. your body right Mm -hmm. and especially Mm -hmm. as black women there's a lot to unpack there Mm -hmm. and I, Mm -hmm. I do think um though one thing that kind of has to be asked is, the things you're wearing, not just the clothes, but the amount of jewellery you're wearing, the way you, you do things, is it because you want attention? Mm-hmm. Is it because, what's your motive, basically, mm-hmm. you know? Is it because you want attention? Is it because that's where your self-esteem is placed? Mm-hmm. Um, Is it because you're, you're prideful and you want to show that you've got it like that? Yeah. All of that are forms of not being modest, mm-hmm. right? But oftentimes it's hammered down. So when like men are out here wearing mad jewelry, they got grills in their teeth, they've got Jesus all piece. the Jesus, they got a <laughs> Jesus piece, they're wearing all this stuff. People don't look at that and think that's not modest. Mm-hmm. They may say that's flashy, that mm-hmm. might not be humble, mm-hmm. but that, in religious context is not modest right mm-hmm. but oftentimes modesty that word has really been weaponized against women yeah, and like yeah, you're yeah. saying used to oppress them when modesty is really just a reflection of the heart and your motives mm-hmm. what are your motives behind what it is you do um and the reason why i think it's quite problematic and i guess we can move on to this is <sighs> why are women so disproportionately hit with this when it comes down to modesty. Like, we're here, sisterhood community, and we got to talk about modesty. The man they may really talking about. I, I don't mean. think men sit around collectively and like, you know, bro, let's talk about modesty. And even when they do, they're talking about women. Why?
0: <laughs> That's right, Your Honor. <laughs> That's right, Your Honor. <laughs> we've just made a case here. Um gosh there's so many associated points that i want to bring up Mm. so first thing that you said insofar as it being disproportionately aimed at women we need to think about the fact that actively women have been over sexualized their body parts have been over sexualized to the point of there are certain elements of you know ourselves that we have to cover up and the the because of the male gaze Mm. and it's not just the male gaze as in from men but also the internalized male gaze yeah women, as a result of the way patriarchy has been instilled, particularly in the West, yes, there are certain things that women should not do, yeah. should not wear. And it's been taken so far in a lot of very, very conservative cultures mm. within the West. So as you were pointing so rightly to, covering up the shoulders, yeah. covering up the cleavage, yeah. um, wearing figure-hugging, you know,
1: clothes. clothes. Yeah. But
0: even that, like, we, we do need to unpack that because... <sighs> modesty seems to be applied very differently to different types of people so thinking about you know women but uh, like women of color Mm. in particular where genetically some of us are very much predisposed to be a bit more voluptuous Mm. quote unquote so how is it that somebody that is a little bit more voluptuous is wearing a you know a seemingly tight dress And is not modest in comparison to somebody who may not be as voluptuous, wearing the same dress, but is not sexualized. So I think the actual sexualization of certain body parts has made it difficult for some women to feel comfortable in actually wearing clothes that they like. Because they will be seen as, you know, an extremely sexualized object. But the problem isn't necessarily her or, you know, the item of clothing. But it's also... The like the oversexualization of those body parts. Right. So there's dealing with that. That's yeah. a problem. Let's also deal with the fact that when we think about modesty, we always think about women. You like I just you would never see a guy, I've never seen this. A guy proper sit down. Listen, search up on YouTube right now. <laughs> search up. In fact. Somewhere. Somewhere.
1: What are the man deb
0: saying what about the modesty? Say- distance? I would love to know. <laughs> I like if a guy was shirtless you're not thinking you know
1: what's mad yeah because I often see this and I, I use it sometimes to banter my male friends but if I go on my Instagram stories yeah and I see you shirtless like in the gym or something yeah. I will actually message you where's the modesty <laughs> <laughs> because I why can't women women can't do that but that's because you you're a
0: troll you're oh, trolling.
1: not I don't, I don't care and I do the same thing I'll be
0: like oh, you
1: know a, a little bit of nipples or little that? bit
0: stupid sorry <laughs> not nipples strict that. <laughs> But it's true. It's like why is the conversation always around regulating the female body? Why this do we not it. have the same standard for the yeah. male body?
1: I think it's because the the female body is often seen as the forbidden fruit. It's the Jezebel, it's the um it's the how do I how do I describe it? Women's bodies are often seen as objects of temptation.
0: But then that's the pro- it's, that's such that's, a problem. That's This is the thing, like,
1: whilst we're saying modesty is hugely um, focused on women yeah. and people direct it a lot to women, yeah. the way people think about modesty is yeah. hugely, like you're saying, like, it's centered around men. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. how will men perceive the way you're dressed, yeah. especially in, like, religious contexts of modesty. You don't want to make somebody else fall from grace. You don't want to make anybody else tempted. You don't want to be a temptress, Right so cover up and it's less of a question of my heart and like you're saying though like when it comes to modesty and honor you're honoring those around you you're honoring god you're honoring yourself right but oftentimes people see it as why i when i wore this dress let me just give an example when i wore this dress i wasn't thinking i'm trying to thirst trap Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm, i just wanted mm -hmm. to leave my house just because you see breast in an over-sexualized western uh, civilized to be honest in an in an over-sexualized world culture, to be honest.
0: yeah.
1: Just because you see breast, you see bum and you think, or a little bit of cleavage, even if I'm fully covered up and you think sex, that has nothing to do with my intentions. Mm-hmm. That has nothing mm-hmm. to do with my heart. You have an issue with your heart. You, ha- In fact, you even have an issue with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> You need to go and fix that. But instead, the onus is put on me to fix the situation for it. you. And then men this go unchallenged in their way of thinking. This is
0: it. Speak about it. Yeah. More. Men go
1: unchallenged in their way of thinking. And we just make women conform. This is it. And that's why society is so androcentric. Like, you create a society that conforms to men can do whatever they want. They Absolutely. can view women. Obviously, these are mad generalizations. But this, yep. you know what I'm talking about. Like... Men can do what they want. They can think what they want. And women, you will mold yourself accordingly to, one, unfortunately, protect yourself. To Two, make life easier for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that we hugely have to challenge. And that's not saying women should be able to do whatever, like not, women should be able to do whatever they want, which includes being modest or not, right? It's about personal choice. It's not about dictating to people mm-hmm. especially if the core of the problem which is the over sexualization mm-hmm, of women mm-hmm. and sometimes the entitlement of men to see women's bodies as sexual objects why are we leaving that unchallenged
0: and if we want to push it even further this insidious victim blaming when it comes to sexual assault go there if we want to push it further it's really really quite scary yeah. I think it's really scary that there are sexual assault cases Mm. in which the clothing or the items that somebody was wearing is used as evidence. Evidence. Uh, (laughs) Proof (laughs) as to why evidence actually used. It's actually brought up as to why somebody should be a victim of what is clearly assault. Yes, go on. This whole idea of, you know, she deserved it because of what she was wearing, she wanted it because of what she was wearing. Did she say she wanted it? Did you hear her say it? So, why is it that because you perceived mm. or you believed that you were entitled to somebody's body, mm. that they now deserved your subjugation of their body to your will? <laughs> through violence. Through violence. It's really quite
1: scary. 100%. It is. And I I think what jerks me so much and just grinds my gears about it is people often tell women Mm. to dress so that men don't make these transgressions, so that men don't get tempted. Why do we have to honor men with the way we dress, but men don't have to honor us in the way they treat us?
0: Ooh, that's so good.
1: If you can see a woman and think... The way your dress makes me want to abuse you.
0: Oh, that's mad.
1: Why is no one talking to you about your perception of women who are also yeah. a reflection yeah. of God, who also have intrinsic worth, Absolutely. who are who are also valuable human beings, no matter how they're dressed. It, mm. A woman can walk out in the street naked. You have no entitlement to her body. You don't own her. She doesn't belong to you. You have no possession of her. Mm -hmm. And yet you will go and you, and obviously these are generalizations. Not all men are rapists. We know that. But we're saying in the sense of, we're living in a culture that has allowed these things to happen for too long. And we need to actively challenge them. I I think now more, more is happening to educate men on the fact you're not entitled to a woman's body. And let's actually get to the root cause of why you are tempted by Mm -hmm. these things right but a man can see a work fully covered up but just because of the way we're for, especially for women who are more curvaceous Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. women who um wider hips bigger bum people you'll often see these memes right where people will post like um pictures of teachers yeah and like she's wearing a dress and it's like this is so inappropriate for a teacher to wear just because the teacher is curvy and it's like but if this was somebody else wearing the exact same dress yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't have any objection this is it. so do you think there is something to be spoken about and i guess this kind of goes into the body politics part of this conversation yeah. do you think there is something to be spoken about as of sorry do you think there is something to be spoken about in terms of dressing for your shape Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm, Because I think that that can be a very loaded statement when people say it, you know, dress for your shape, dress for your size. Um, What are people usually trying to say by that? Is there some truth to it? Yeah.
0: No, wear what you want. Like, I know that sounds so cliche, but Mm. genuinely wear what you want. Because there's, it's such a loaded question because what does dress for your shape even mean? What does it actually mean and to whom and why? When we say, you know, obviously, you know, folks in the fashion industry will yeah. definitely disagree with me as folks who are stylists <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. No, feel but free dressing to in a way that's flattering Absolutely. is different. Absolutely. So when
1: people say dress for your shape, they're basically saying cover up. Yeah. Cover up accordingly. And that's, we're not saying please, because I can already hear like, christians just being like so what are you saying we can dress immodestly. go naked no what we're saying is modesty is an issue of your heart
0: it's Yeah. It's
1: an issue of where are your intentions and don't go and try and lie to yourself and be like okay so i'm gonna wear whatever i want like because you can't my, my intention is just to look good actually search your heart for mm-hmm. why it is your is it for self-esteem do yeah. you feel like you lack confidence and when the way the, the things you wear gives you attention yeah and it's feeding your self-esteem yeah that's a problem you mm-hmm, know and mm-hmm. so Inspect your heart in that way. And that's where kind of modesty is kind of that's where it should begin from, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um so then who do you think has caused this problem? Who do you think is in the wrong here? Yeah,
0: that one is a difficult question. Um, but to come back really quickly on your point yeah. about dressing for your shape, I think we also need to be careful because we will start imparting in women insecurities that they don't need to deal with. This whole dressing for your shape. I remember when I was a kid, like I was super, super overweight as a kid. All of this dress for your shape or dress for your size. I was like, what, 13, 14? And all of a sudden I felt insecure wearing certain clothes. When I should have been worrying about, you know, doing up coloring or going to school and all of that kind of good stuff. I think there's also something to be said about the way that socialization processes for um, girls and boys can be extremely damaging to Mm. them and feed into how they view themselves and how they view modesty when they do grow up. So the fact that, you know, there's the whole sentiment around, you know, dress for your shape. That's something that I heard pretty early on. Even this whole idea of covering up. I don't know um, how many people have actually experienced this, but like being a kid, like being seven or eight or nine and your mother or your auntie telling you to cover up because uncles are coming around and stuff like that
1: let me tell you a story yeah when I was (laughs) when I was 11 that's when I started to develop breasts I Mm -hmm. had to get my first bras when I was 11 years old Mm. and um as you can see I got some you don't have to look (laughs) She but I got I got (laughs) boobies um and they developed from early yeah um and I remember going out with my aunt one day and before I had actually got my first bra yeah and um we're just walking, we're on our way to see somebody and we're walking on this estate and a, a guy calls her over. It's another Ghanaian guy. So they're talking in our language and everyone's super friendly. And um, he was just like, oh, you know, your child, your daughter is so pretty. And she's like, it's my niece, but you know, cool. And then he starts basically like brushing against my arm. Mm. And then he starts like feeling my rest of my auntie's Yay. like, what are you doing? She's 11. Yeah. And he was like, oh, but her, like, her body's so diverse what the hell are you doing touching somebody you don't know? Number one. And number two, how are you trying to blame my 11 year old body for you being an actual pedophile and pervert? I don't, I don't understand. It's true. And that was the most traumatic thing. And from then I was never, not, I was never allowed, but I was always told, you know, wear a jacket. Cause that day I was out in like a vest top, kind of like a razor back. And, or after then it was kind of like, you can't dress like this anymore. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, I'm 11. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've only just started puberty. Yeah. And this guy's touching me in this explicit way. And I, I remember like growing up, just f- forming earlier than everybody else. Bum came out, breast came out, all of it. Um, the same with my siblings. Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll walk down the street and men would be looking, literally Fun. walking at me, t- making whistle sounds just like, w- I remember- walking down the street one day from Sainsbury's, that guy was walking like towards me. He was like, whoa, how are they so big? Yeah. And I thought to myself, why do I have to keep going through this? And it's happened on many numerous occasions. Like men will just be staring. The worst thing is when I'm on the train, you know, the train is bouncing. The train is just, (laughs) and I'm just there jiggle, jiggle, jiggling. Yeah.
0: Not jiggling. (laughs)
1: uh, Involuntarily. (laughs) Involuntarily shaking, shaking, shaking. yeah, yeah. And men are just looking at you and you're here thinking it almost makes you
0: start to hate your body. This is it. This is it. The false implementation of modesty under the guise of pedophilia and entitlement has led to insecurities. Perversion. Literal perversion has led to insecurities on the part of women and girls from such a young age. Like when I, I say that Everything that you just described has happened to me in some shape or form from early on is absolutely wild. Even to this day, there are certain like dresses or Mm. certain things that I'm like, "Mm, I know if I wear this, I'm going to get some kind of, somebody's going to say something. Somebody's gonna say something, and oh gosh, you know, even when it's hot. For example, it's a hot sunny day that we are recording. It's a day that you might want to wear a wrap dress or something like that. You know, something
1: cute, and something bit that's comfy. How sexualizes even that? It's 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 wrap dress season or what is it? Summer dressy, <laughs> sun sundress <what>, sundress <laughs> dressy rubbishness, yeah. And it's just like what what we wear is not for the satisfaction of men, mm-hmm. and we have to internalize that and believe believe it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think what's You even see it in something as ridiculous as being able to breastfeed outdoors. The policing of women's body. Why would you... The policing of women's bodies, sorry. Why would you breastfeed in public yeah. and show your breast to everyone? Because I'm feeding my child Lickid. and the entire purpose of, of my breasts. breasts.
0: The purpose of breasts is
1: for it's not for bodies. you to be licky-licky. It's not <laughs> that's not the purpose of breast. The purpose of breast <laughs> is to feed children this and it. offspring. Is,
0: it's actually crazy. And I think there's also a conversation to be had on the part of men as to their like early childhood experiences. Yeah. Because there are a lot of men who have gone through either some kind of experience involving like hypersexualization of women at an early age so I love the fact that you brought up the image of the teacher wearing something super like tight or curvaceous because it's often really really young boys that are encouraged by their peers or encouraged by like their older male um fathers and uncles and any kind of figure in their life that you know this is a sexual object or this is a sexual being exactly and I think it's It's interesting the messages that we send, you know, young women. Because it's
1: it's used to prove masculinity, right? Yeah, this is it. If you're you you kind of sometimes see in films like, oh, you know, your teacher's quite cute. Do you do you like her? Do you like him? And it's like, no, I don't like her. And then people so you're gay? Like, what is it? And people use that to kind of gauge your masculinity. And that's why the over sexualization of women is so linked to the culture we have right now about yeah. masculinity and what makes you masculine women's
0: bodies are seen as sites of conquest this is it the spot woman's on. body is literally a site of conquest spot
1: on. it's a quest
0: this is why there's such an entitlement to women's bodies this is why masculinity is so linked to women's bodies spot on. it's a site of conquest
1: spot on Crazy. and it's
0: dangerous
1: Right. I'm not a video game. This is. I'm not a pornography video. This is it. I'm not a porn star. This I'm a human being with it. feelings and emotions. Don't this touch me it. unless I allow you to.
0: I don't even think we're ready for that conversation about some of the themes that crop up in very popular <laughs> pornography and how that links to your ideas about sex. Online <laughs> porn.
1: Yeah. No, I'm keeping it. Hun- and soft porn and the way we've integrated right. sex into like, entertainment is so dangerous if it's not it's so perverse if we do not create the right education around it right because it's often romanticized it's almost it's also uh, it's place it's all of these things but (sighs) once you're exposed to that over and over and over again, anyone you see is a sexual being. You
0: become so desensitized to it and you, you, you begin to Not a actually... sexual being, sorry,
1: sorry. Not a sexual being, a sexual object.
0: Mm-hmm. And you begin to actually enjoy perverse things. They are perverse. You know, sleeping with your sister is perverse. It's perverse. Or, you know, all of these extremely violent acts. Mm-hmm. And this is not to like- I know people have like you know sexual uh, desires and stuff Mm. like that. This is not to you know shame you for your sexual Mm. desires and stuff, but also you do need to question where do your sexual desires come from, and why is it that you have such urges that are actually actively perverse and in other realms are perverse. And what did they in the context of pornography, Mm -hmm. these things are normalised, but in the context of the real world. These things are perverse. Yeah,
1: and w- and what do they say about your perception of yourself and of other people? Absolutely, and the way you value other people or devalue them in some. It's cases. always
0: and the thing is the I, some of the most popular like pornography and um, storylines mm. always involve some kind of degradation of women. I don't want to get into the specifics of it. I'm not encouraging We're any not of to you. Go watch it. To We're to not search giving you anything. We're not giving you anything. None okay. of that. But some of the most popular pornography, like hashtags and stuff yeah. like that, are really, really yeah. degradation of women.
1: What can be done to a woman? We need How to do far an, can you yeah. push her? We need to do an episode on like, and sometimes even the role playing themes Why is your idea of role playing to kidnap me? <laughs> me? Why is it not exciting for me to give consent? Why doesn't wow, that excite you?
0: That's good. That is good.
1: Why doesn't that make you happy? We, listen, Why we, do you have to rob me or we something? We need
0: to do a whole episode on consent, sex, sexual Yeah, assault,
1: and, and like, it like is... porn and all that. We need to. And we will because, you know, nothing is off the table Nothing yet. is
0: off the table here.
1: Um, wow. So let's let's talk more about this body politics then. Let's yeah. kind of bring yeah. it back to... When it comes to desirability, right? Yeah. It's really topical over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Talking about desirability mm-hmm. politics. What is desirable? What is not? Yeah. Is it problematic to have a specific desire or preference, both on the part of men and on the part of women, in terms of desiring specific body types?
0: I think it it only becomes problematic if you aren't aware of where these desires come from. Mm. If you're not aware of the root cause... And even then you might be aware of it and you're still like, you know what? I actually don't care about Mm. this at all. This is what I'm desire. If you don't do the work in unpacking why you have specific desires, then it becomes a problem because it goes unregulated and unchecked. A lot of us are very romantic in our idea of what we desire. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with having preferences Mm -hmm. as long as they don't rule or dictate your life. Mm. Like you might prefer on the part of women, you might prefer somebody that's taller but that doesn't mean you're not going to date somebody that's below, yeah. you know, X, Y, Z. You might prefer somebody that is, um, you know, pushing weights in the gym. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not going to date somebody that doesn't do that. Yeah. It's when it becomes rigid mm. and when it becomes something that rules your life. Yeah. That it becomes a problem, and I think a lot of us think that our preferences are just personal to us. You know, that's just an us thing. You know, I have this thing. I have this thing for you know. We think we're so unique. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm. I. You've been conditioned, sweetie. You've been conditioned, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to talk about the fact that they've actually been actively conditioned. They've been socialized. Yeah. And we can break it down into the different um, categories that influence our desires. Yeah. We've got society, overarching society, whether you live in the West or not. We've got our friends and family. You know, what do our friends and family think is yeah, desirable? Cultures. Even if you think your friend's like preference is mad, you still have some kind of influence mm. on their preferences and vice versa. Mm. The people that are closest to you often impact what you see as desirable. Yeah. Then we have things like race and ethnicity and culture. These kind of things can also impact your, yeah. like, what is desired. Yeah. And I think it's time that we had started having honest conversations about what feeds into our desires. Because if there's anything that's super unhealthy, that's when we can actually unpack that. And I think people are just super, uh, what's the word? I just think they are too uh, optimistic Mm. and... They think too highly of themselves Mm, insofar as they think delusional in thinking that they can overcome, you know, societal preferences. This is a lie because I promise you, if we look at your last three exes, why do they all look the same? They all look the same. All of your exes have curly hair. All of your exes are not, you know... Are good. They don't go past color and N4 in L'Oreal True Match. <laughs> All of your exes. N4 is a cool tan <laughs> kind of color. Wow. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah And this yeah. isn't to force anyone to, like, go out with someone yeah, that they don't they find don't, yeah,
1: attractive. Because
0: I think that is also the ghetto. I think... 100%. But I think that that kind of st- Like, that kind of rhetoric, when we're talking about, like, you know, desirability. Yeah. I feel like it disproportionately affects women than it does men because i feel like the value of women for a very long time in patriarchy is very much visual how Mm -hmm. do they look how do they feed into men's desires?
1: being satisfying
0: i this is gonna sound mad controversial or maybe not i think that if you're a guy that is considered less visually desirable Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you can pick up other status symbols for men Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we have this like we banter about it all the time but it's like you know if your wallet is long all you, of a you, sudden, you're looking Peng.
1: Free. Peng. If your wallet, if you, you can, say it all the time. Must, money is a beautifier. This is it. Fire. You
0: can be five foot nine, but if you can stand on Why the deck of, of your wallet- you can stand on the deck of your wallet and all of a sudden-
1: strong. And all of a sudden, you're six three. three strong.
0: Do you get what I mean? Like, <laughs> stand <laughs> on them bands, you honey on them stacks. On, stand on the weight of your wallets- <laughs> all of a sudden you're looking cute 100. money talks money talks. on the part of women it's funny because if a woman was to start you know picking up these kind mm. of status symbols mm. like she makes more money or more yeah. degrees and stuff yeah. like that she's actually less desirable
1: it's like our feminine energy but yeah. exactly
0: so it's very very interesting like the way that desirability plays out for men and women mm. and how much more women have to focus on being visually appealing to men yeah in order yeah. to have a wider pool of men to, I guess, validate them, yeah.
1: dating, give all, them, give them value, all
0: of that. But what do you think? That's
1: of so spot on. Like I, I think, I think what you said is actually quite interesting because you often do I hear things like, "How do certain rappers get girls?" and <laughs> the 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 kind of girls they get, yeah. And people are like, "Money speaks. Money yeah, talks. Money does talk." Um, which I think is, yeah, it's a very valid point in my opinion. I think what's interesting though is. I think you got the, the whole preferences thing spot on. I think if your desires lead to disrespect of another person, mm. then it's problematic. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that's when you can tell. It's not that you prefer this, it's that you detest the other thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, oftentimes yeah. when you ask people, you know, why why all, why is your preference for skinny girls? Oh, because bigger girls are da 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 Yeah. Or why is your why is it like all your exes are white or you you constantly date interracially? Um Because black girls are da 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 da, or because black men are da 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 da. And it's like, so do you actually have a preference for the thing that you go for, or do you just hate the alternative? Mm. Are you just, are you living a life where you're kind of, you're doing things out of, yeah, disgust towards the other?
0: Especially if the alternative is actually you. Especially when it comes to like, especially when the opposite is you.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's deep rooted, it's deep rooted issues. And I think that that's when preferences become problematic because they can often lead to like abuse, bullying, yeah. um, just unwarranted, like, Insults for no reason, just disrespect. Mm. Um, it's often reflective of a deeper issue. Yeah. And mm. I think we need to question those deeper rooted ideas and conceptions that we have in our mind mm. about people's bodies, about people's skin tones, about people's hair types, um, about people's heights, even, you know, to a degree. Maybe that one's less problematic, but you know, is it oftentimes masculinity, you kind of have that Prince Charming effect, tall, mm. dark, handsome, you know. So then people who aren't that are kind of feminized, they're kind of seeing is weak and things like that and that can lead to insecurities in men yeah. as well that kind of lead for them can sometimes can lead them to Overcompensate in certain areas, especially in like aggression and things like that, or having to overcompensate in their work status in their career. The aggression and one is killing me quickly. No, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people are trying to just over <laughs> over demonstrate that no, I am a man, a I man. Am a, and it's like hey, pipe down. pipe down, literally calm it down. Like yeah. you don't have to prove yourself so much. Just be who you are, mm. and really do question. Like I think throughout this episode, what we're basically getting to is. Really do inspect and question and sometimes challenge Mm. the way that you've been raised, the things that you have been conditioned and socialized to believe and accept um, through primary and secondary socialization. And really think about why do I have these preferences? Why do I have these um, perceived conceptions about people? Yeah. And then really search that one out internally. <laughs> you know, talk to people Walk about it. it. it you out. know, there's a lot of bl- there's a lot of articles that you can read. <laughs> you know, use not this as articles. a starting point to educate yourself <laughs> as to why you have these perceptions. I yeah. think that that's what's kind of important about the preferences thing. Mm. Like, I agree with you. You, sh- you can have preferences. Why not? You know, I like my men over six foot four, <laughs> but that's fine. But then that makes sense. Yeah, I'm a I'm six foot tall, babes. Yeah. <laughs> um just to let you know if you are six four, watching
0: i am screaming my
1: dms are open <laughs> so um when it comes down to then body shaming and body positivity right yeah. they kind of seem like two sides of the same coin to a degree so what are your thoughts on the body body positivity i guess movement or yeah. just being body positive yeah and kind of cyberbullying and body shaming not only online but mm-hmm. in real life like we were talking about before yeah.
0: Okay, let's talk about body shaming first because I feel like that one grew to preeminence before body positivity 100%. became a widespread movement. Yeah, body so, positivity is more so a response. Absolutely, to body shaming. Absolutely, I think that body shaming is to be quite frank. If you body shame someone, I think that's the ghetto. And, <laughs> and there's literally nothing <laughs> to say else. The least. I can't like I don't even want to over intellectualize mm. it because it's like, why have you spent your time actively? Trying to tear somebody down And it's not constructive Yeah Like it's not You know how people Some people come to you On a tip of Oh I think your body is unhealthy Yeah (sighs) That's why I'm telling you I just care
1: about your health I just
0: care about your health
1: Why don't you go to Those people that are smoking 10 packs a day Go and talk to them So
0: And I think even just Our conceptions Of what we consider healthy We do need to have a check on that Because there are certain people You think are healthy They're not healthy It's just because they're skinny um, That you think they're healthy
1: And ponder on that
0: I actually ponder on that because they will show themselves in the next ten years. Remember you heard it here. But <laughs> in terms of body shaming, I think that it's just the most un- unconstructive thing to do. Yeah, like it, yeah. it doesn't help anybody. It It's not constructive. It's not a way to help the person. Mm. And I think it's more indicative. I mean, we've been talking about the heart and the state of the heart throughout this episode. Body shaming somebody, I feel, is very much an extension of your heart. Mm. And I think a lot of people body shame out of their own insecurities. So when, you know, people talk about, you know, women that are bigger, yeah. or they talk about women that are skinny, because there are, you know, skinny women yeah. also get it too. One hundred percent. The fact that they're not, you know, curvaceous, yeah. And then curvaceous women get it too, because they, they are, are too you know, curvaceous. too curvaceous. Somebody's always being body body shamed by somebody. Yeah. And I think it's important as women, and I think that's part of the reason why both of us are so committed to this sisterhood mm. thing. I think it's important that we make sure that these don't seep into our own internal female communities because there is a lot of body shaming that it's not just held by women by men towards women but women towards women as well oftentimes it's uh you know cover up you're showing too much yeah you need to lose weight you're a bit too fat or you need to put on weight you're too skinny or you need to do xyz and i wish you looked like this i wish you looked like this and it's like for who certainly not for you (laughs) certainly (laughs) not for you
1: focus on yourself so focus
0: on yourself so that's what i have to say about body shaming i think it's such a think it's such a shame body shaming is a real shame shame. shame. and i think that the rise of social media has also been important Mm. in um facilitating the rise of body shaming and Mm. normalizing it right because you've got now you've got thousands of people that can access your photos and what you look like they can even comment anonymously comment anonymously and say something like oh you've gained weight or oh you're looking a bit sickly you've lost weight
1: I'm and just like. Right. I don't, don't know you from. About your
0: this is it. I don't know you from anywhere, and you think that you can have a stake in talking yeah. about, you know. And, and it's one of those things.
1: Do you not think the person has thought about these this things? This
0: is it. Do you not
1: think that because somebody might be very insecure about their body, or Absolutely. maybe not insecure, but they're working yeah. on it, yeah. or there's something wrong, or they or they may be completely fine with it. And here you are commenting, and I think people often do the shaming thing in any way as a form of power. Yeah. They're trying to show power yeah. over people. Yeah. Um, I know better. I look better. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do better if I were you and you're not doing good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to point the finger and not just focus on your own, whatever it is mind you're your doing. Business. Mind your business. And also it this guise of, I just care about you, no, you don't. You, you really don't. really don't. You really don't. I don't know you Because this anywhere. is very, especially sometimes it's like, do you not think that this is hurtful? Number two and number one and number two, mm. these sorts of comments can only really be made, not sometimes even the way that they say it, but even like generally thinking, oh, you've put on weight. Those are things you can only say really and truly if you have like true relationship and care with the person. And you've actually established through history and through committed actions that you care. Renee could tell me, you know, Courtney, this health issue let's get that sorted out you know but then because you've proven you're my friend you mm-hmm. care about me you're my sis mm-hmm. she has made plans for me like actual workout plans let's ease you in any advice um that I need I can go and ask you why because mm-hmm. you're in relationship with me I know you care there are certain things you can't say just because you know we're pally pally on social media that doesn't mean you care Ooh. about me and so then to say I just care about your health mm-hmm. we haven't got that level of relationship and we haven't we're not in that level of proximity for you to make comments about sensitive things like that and it Mm, is sensitive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like when people comment on women you know when will you get pregnant those are sensitive issues you know you don't you don't get to just There are boundaries. That's what I'm trying to say. There are boundaries and you need to respect those boundaries. And weight is one of those things that in those boundaries, because they can affect people so much. You don't know where anyone is. Number one. And number two, what gave you the qualifications to be so concerned? Because like you said, you don't know if anyone is really healthy. Okay. For me, you can kind of see very obviously, but I think in other people being unhealthy You can't really see that. You know, there are so many girls who years after the line of doing, you know, oh, look at my body. I look so nice. will come out and say, I've been chucking up my food in the toilet. I've been, you know, doing all these things. I'm battling with bulimia, Mm -hmm. anorexia, or body Mm -hmm. dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. I haven't been healthy and I haven't been a hundred percent healthy. My mental health is in a bad place. My reproductive health is in a bad right. place, but you really do have to decentralize other people's opinions in your life
0: so that you're not living for other people. hundred percent. And if we are to talk about like the relationship between um genders, so mm. the fact that men will now actively comment, if yes, side, but men will now comment, it's kind of like, Why are you trying to get me to fit your desires? Surely you should just go and find the girl that fits your desires. As opposed to coming on my page or coming into my DMs and and saying X, Y, Z. Trying
1: to get me to fit your mold. It's not going to work. I don't
0: want to. No, thanks. I don't want to. I don't like it. I don't like it Mm -hmm. and I won't do it. So mind your business, (laughs) the the theme. But moving on to body positivity. Yes. Now I think that body positivity is a good thing. Mm. I think it's important to feel happy about your body and feel comfortable in your body. I think that's something that is slightly very much underrated because Mm. not feeling comfortable in your body can very much... Impact your standard of living. Yeah. Just basic things like not feeling comfortable wearing the clothes that you own and stuff like that or not feeling comfortable going out in a bathing suit because people are going to look at you yeah. and feel some type of way. Not feeling comfortable enough to go to the gym, not feeling comfortable to do all of these things. It's like, that's not a life that I want to live. And I think body positivity is a great response insofar as it allows you to just feel free. Like It feels like an exhale sometimes. Yeah. It's like, let me just... Let yeah. just be, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And this is not to say that, this is not to just say that we shouldn't strive to be healthy. Mm. Because I think that there's extremism in the sense that body positivity can be used as a tool to just negate the fact that there are actual concerns that you might want to take yeah. into in consideration. consideration. This is not a blanket You know, whatever you're doing is good. Keep on doing it. This is a, wherever you're at, it's okay to be where you're at, but there's always grace. Yeah, And there's always capacity to get better. Yes, I think that side of body positivity is great and we should continue to embrace it. But the side of body positivity that says everything is Gucci, no, that can be used to just, I guess, brush a lot of things under the rug that people don't want to deal with. So body positivity, yay, yay, yay. With a pinch of salt, but definitely yay, yay,
1: yay. Oh, that's really good. So then- I guess we can touch on them what are let's leave it with like three tips yep. that you'd give on women to build their self-confidence especially when it comes to body positivity like yep. you're saying like you'll stop yourself from wearing certain things because you're thinking people aren't gonna like it or yep. you've internalized that yep. now you hate looking at yourself in the mirror and yep. certain things um even on my own personal journey I've been having to learn to love my body in all its forms, even though it's on a journey. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's learning that you you don't exist just to satisfy other people, like we always say, right? And even like you're saying, sometimes it is that release, it's that exhale. Because so many of us are literally in the chokehold of oh, other people's opinions. Right. And you have to just release that thing me from me your too, neck and too. live your life, you know? Oh, and bitch. it's not... in arrogance it's in existing you're just existing how you are and yes you are a person developing but like you said it's just about existing and being happy in where you are right now that's not the final place that doesn't being happy doesn't mean there's no development absolutely it's just i'm happy at all stages of this journey so then what are the three tips you would give to a woman who may feel insecure about her body Mm -hmm. um whether that has been through you know perverted modesty conversations yep. or perverted modesty culture yeah um over over sexualization of women whatever it is what would you say to women who are insecure about their bodies but want to improve in their self-confidence and their body confidence
0: the very first thing that i would say is get functional with your body Mm. i think because we think our body is meant to do xyz or like it's meant to serve this purpose of looking good for others Mm. and stuff like that being super functional with your body whether it be going out on walks Mm. or going for exercise or you know enjoying a meal yeah be extremely aware of the functions that your body actually serves and maybe keep a journal for like maybe a week or two yeah and just log the things that you're grateful for that your body does it was when I figured out that my body could do so many cool things I was like do you know what it's not it's not bad you know it's really not bad
1: pursue this and grow it
0: absolutely pursue this and grow it so maybe pick up an exercise if you're not already exercising pick up something that makes you happy yeah um doing and feel like be very very even meditative Mm. when you are doing those functions because the body does amazing things it heals when you're on the brink of sickness and death it keeps you alive and functioning it's very much like your body is a wonderful thing and it should be celebrated irrespective of where it's at and all that kind of good so the first thing that I would say is get super functional and be very intentional about Mm. understanding the functions of your body beyond societal pressures that's
1: good I kind of wanted to touch on that as well that's not to say to lose weight yeah right I think it's important for no matter what size you are even if you are healthy right now and you're fine I think it's important to like you're saying use your body for what it was intended for and a, have a new appreciation 100%. for where your body is at and where it could be you know i think that when people say workout mm-hmm. it's like it's targeted at people who are bigger and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like just get skinny yep. to make yourself happier yep. getting skinnier won't make you happier um it's about learning to love your body for all its functionality
0: 100% and then the second thing that i would say towards having more confidence in your body is being very intentional about discovering what you like about your body. A lot of us are so quick to go, oh, I have a few part. Or, yeah. Or um, my bum's not big enough. Yeah. Or X, Y, Z. What do you actually like about your body? Fam. If I was to ask you top three things that you like about your body. Yeah. Lots what of would people would be out here stuttering.
1: hundred percent. And why is that? 100%. It's
0: actually crazy. You've
1: got, you, and you've got to learn to get used to your body as well. This is it. Sis, you got to look at yourself naked. This is I don't know who I'm talking or- to you. It may have been a while, but <laughs> take your clothes off, start walking around the house naked. Stop running and away. And pause in front of a mirror and just look at yourself. Because I think sometimes we can feel so like, ugh, my body, literally people have like a disgust towards their bodies. Yeah. How are you expecting to ever feel happy if you're disgusted by what you look like and what 100%. you feel like? Something that I've even had to do recently is like, this might be so TMI. Do I want to say this? In <laughs> After it? I shower, yeah. do you know how long I spend moisturizing my body? Like I spend so long moisturizing because I'm I'm like I just want to I, I want to take wanna myself, take in. myself <laughs> in and I want to <laughs> care about myself as well. Like that to I me that is, is my scary. moment mm-hmm. during like the days when I'm like. Yeah, yeah let's just let's touch let's feel let the jiggly bits the bits that all over the stretch marks all of that because i need to get used to the fact that this is my body right Absolutely. now i gotta be fine with it yep and it and to be honest it's actually really benefited me because once i leave the bathroom i'm like let me put on my best clothes
0: let me spritz Absolutely. that perfume let me do and you feel good yes you feel good yes that's funny i do that too sometimes. yeah you look so like to. Wow you've got good.
1: to you've got to
0: look at the jiggly belly good. you've got to look at the back rows and you've just got to think yeah but it's my body and I love this her this is it this is it so definitely I would say just actually spend some time with your body get to know what your body is like what yeah. it feels like yes too, and stop ignoring her um and then the last thing that I would say the last tip to self-confidence and loving yourself um put the phone down <sighs> shut the laptop I was gonna say go Lovely outside <laughs> like, or even man. stay indoors but just unplug just because you will be mindlessly scrolling and seeing this pretty person or this beautiful yeah. person and this is not to say that you know these people are intentionally making you trying to feel some type At of all. way They're but just... if your constant exposure to social media is actually negatively impacting yeah. your mental health and the way you see your body you need to like unplug because that's not the way I'm telling you, nine times out of 10, we've seen it so many times where there's a scandal around a celebrity mm. or influencer that edits or retouches yeah. their and pictures. Influencers have even come out on social media to say, I retouch my photos. You can watch how to do it here. <laughs> this is not real life. <laughs> the waist will jiggle. Yeah. Things will move. Yeah. You might gain weight. You 100. might lose weight. Just turn off the laptop. It's important. unsubscribe. Regulate your usage so that you know that you're not constantly exposed to things that Force you to deviate from your norm.
1: Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Like,
0: actually, stop it. And, so like, true. balancing that out with surrounding step two, which is to surround yourself with your body, will help to regulate the parts of yourself that are telling you, I'm not good enough. My body's not perfect. Yeah. My body's supposed to look like this. Your body is not meant to look like anybody else <sighs> but you. Whenever we think about, like, even when we're thinking about, like, self-improvement, there's always somebody else that we have in the image. Goals. Our goals is always, I want to have this person's body. I want to look like this person. I want to be X, Y, Z. Why are you never your goals? Oh. Why? Why are you never Mm. your goals? Why is it always somebody else? Why is the compliment always, you look like X?
1: I want to look like me.
0: I want to look like me. Simple as... I want to be, you know, I want
1: to look great as me. Me, that's it. Because that's who you were created to be. That's you. And I think logging off sometimes, especially it's not because social media is trying to force that on you, but it's sometimes because in our minds, that's how we're perceiving things. And you've got to do things which protect you and guard you in the way you're processing all this information and all these opinions i think it's about forming your own opinion about your body and not let it just decentralize 100%. men other people's opinions um, even th- like your family's comments you're everything <laughs> <'Cause>, fam, <fun. laughs> family sis they can be destructive with them words if you ain't too fat you are too skinny Eat some food. Go lose some weight. Yeah. Don't drink that. Don't
0: eat that. Then why is the food in the house? Your, your son, son is in prison. You have other things to be thinking about.
1: No, it's nearly the end of the episode. <laughs> we can't do that. We can't do that.
0: We can't do that. Did, I, do li- Did I lie? Did I I'm not. i not going to say. I, I wasn't even here. I was Did honest. I lie? I wasn't a witness to what you just said. So I just. <laughs> <laughs> He's in prison, why is my weight you want to look at? This man is convicted of food, but here you are talking about my weight. Anyways, so,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, decentralize people's opinions and and what it is they have to say from your intrinsic feeling of self-worth and and define it for yourself, you know, learn to love yourself. But also for us as faith-based women, I guess that's kind of how we started this episode. What God has to say about us and the way He created us, just knowing that you are a masterpiece, knowing that you were made this way, absolutely. knowing that you um some like you are loved regardless yeah, um and that you have a right like one thing that I think has really empowered me when it comes to being a Christian woman is knowing that. Before I am anyone's girlfriend or anyone's wife, I'm a daughter of God. That's mm. how I mm-hmm. frame myself. And being mm-hmm. the daughter of a king means whether you like me or not, whether you approve of me or not, as long as I'm in right standing with God, what he says about me is in my heart. Yeah, And he's approved of me. He loves me. That's enough. That's
0: all. That's you, enough. Like, you aren't a mistake. You are good enough. In fact, you're more than good enough. As Courtney said, you're a masterpiece. There is nobody else on this earth that is like you right now in this moment. And yet you want to be somebody else. That's criminal. I think that's just criminal. And
1: you were made intentionally like that. So let's just preach to you. You were were made intentionally the way you are. You're actually stunning.
0: You're beautiful. In your raw state, in your like if you want to wear makeup cool, but in your raw state, look at the way you are even sitting there. Can you imagine? I
1: know you might have a little crust in your eye, that's fine. It's okay. It's all right. Once you wash it out, you were badie. We know that the bonnet is on. Oh (laughs) look at you. You were (laughs) beautiful. Okay, and no one can take that away from you, right? No one. Go, po- go polish yourself, whatever that looks like to so you. Yeah, make it. yourself feel happy. Walk into the sunshine or you're the snow. If you're in even them the last cold selfie, places. I saw the last selfie.
0: You are look- uh, tantal-
1: cute. tantalizing.
0: Cute.
1: Um, heart <laughs> eye emoji and heart flames. Heart eye
0: emoji. Are you mad?
1: Are you what? mad? You're looking gorgeous. <laughs> go and pose in front of the mirror. Show yourself you yeah, are that, that girl. it. You're special. Just like that. Yeah, but sometimes you have to gas yourself, <laughs> you yeah. know. You have to gas yourself, sis. You have wow. to guess. Well, we've really gone all around the house. We really have. But I guess to conclude, sis, you're beautiful. You Don't are. let anyone take that away from you. It's a fact. Stunning. Oh, look at my beautiful friend. This my beautiful but yeah, friend oh, over here. what an interesting episode, <laughs> man. But we, we have talked about a lot. So let us know what you have to say about modesty and body politics by adding us on Instagram at To My Sisterhood. Or you can add us individually at CD Boating, at Renee Kapuku. And if you are here on YouTube, then you can comment down below what it is that you think. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or on Apple or on Google Podcasts, wherever they listen to podcasts these days, <laughs> (laughs) um you can go over to youtube to talk to us but like i said you can dm us you can comment on any of our posts and interact with them and we'll get back to you
0: and of course don't forget to hit us up on twitter we love to see it at my sisterhood of course yeah and join the mailing list guys how many times do we have to tell you yeah we drop some real gems every single week on our mailing list so visit our website and join our mailing list the links will be below Gosh, I can't believe it's that time already. But <sighs> until the next episode, love from your big sisters. Keep glowing and growing. Hold up.